1: This church, this church is like Holy Ghost lava. Yeah, and I'll tell you where that comes from. But what, What's wrong with the Presbyterian section over here? You don't clap, you don't do nothing. <laughs> ah, 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 now, now you want some of this smoke, huh? See, here's the problem, here's the problem. Here's the problem with people like Jürgen, people like Samuel, people like me. Once you're touched by fire, you're not impressed with smoke. And I'm going to say something. It takes more than a pair of skinny jeans and a Gucci stubble with light sound smoke machine advertising your latte in church. I don't go to church for latte. Did did you do latte here at church? I don't know. Yeah, okay. So God bless you. But, but. You don't come here because of the coffee they. Are you the coffee guy? Where's my coffee? You're in trouble, dude. See, you don't go to church for what coffee they serve. Right, that's it. That's it. How hot it is. You come here for the spiritual temperature. And I've got a message. Pastor Juergens, I said, what do you want me to preach? Tell me what to preach. It's easier than hearing from God. People say to me, how long do you linger? My wife will tell you, I get my marching orders from the throne room and then I'm out. I did not ask to, I'll get to my message in a second, but I want you to hear this. I was in the business world and doing a bit of lay preaching. You know, several years ago, and I don't want to get into all this, I had a fall and God restored everything and Jürgen and Leanne and these guys were so good in helping us get back. Come on, can I get an amen? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And don't go pointing the finger out because every one of you in this room has got something in your life you don't want anyone else to know about. Right. Yeah. Well, that went down well. Yeah. Come on, we all got stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting in my lounge room and I'm an ex-street guy. When I got saved, I got saved. I, you know, at 15 years of age, I had a gun, you know, running illegal gambling policy for my brother-in-laws, and I don't want to get into that story, but, but that was me. Yeah. And I got saved at 16. When I got saved by the invisible hand of God, yeah. literally gripped my heart in a youth meeting and said, you will either bow now or you will bow in eternity, but either way, you will bow, son, choose. Wow. Yeah, I will never forget it. Wow. And every time I tell that, I still feel that same presence on me. Wow. Yeah. When you're touched by fire, you're not impressed by smoke. Yeah. And of course, we went on built Youth Alive. And, you know, darling, chick was my secretary. You know, shout to the Lord. You know, like yeah. the blonde chick, you know. <laughs> and a great woman of God. Great, 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 great couple. But I'm sitting in my lounge room. It's my Thursday night. I have my big cell to my business community. My prime, well, our former prime minister, who's claimed to be a Pentecostal, Comes back and throws our nation under a bus. Yeah. Totally. Threw Federation out, organized this meeting. We had one case of living. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like hell vomited on the country. Yeah. Wow. I'm a street guy and I smelt a rat. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So I got up and spoke about it. Come on. Yeah. I did not know the fire that was going to hit the country. All of a sudden, 100,000 views, 200,000 views. And I, if I knew that a pandemic was gonna resurrect my ministry, I'd have gone to, I'd, I'd, joined with Dr. Fauci to help him. <laughs> By the way, did you hear Fauci got COVID? Finally, COVID met its maker. <laughs> Trudeau's got it. Trudeau lines up for COVID every month. This guy's been triple, quadruple, extra. I think he, I don't know, maybe he loves the thing. Yeah, I think so. Demons have a way of enjoying each other's company. Hey. And I got up and spoke. Of course, then we launched prayer and pushback and I rang Jürgen. and I said, should I do this? He said, go for it. And then we started, when, when, when the, the communists decided to leave, let us out, we started doing rallies. I was banned by my former denomination. I was banned by every Pentecostal denomination in the country. Christian radio and Christian TV would not play my ads. And this is what they said. Because you're not following the COVID policies of our ministries. I thought I was supposed to follow this. I I somehow... And and, and so when I call, and my wife is sitting here, she ran the event, we ran the Crusades. We had so many people come and get saved. And they said, one of the reasons is, is because of the people you're having on your programs. And I thought they were gonna tell me Dr. Robert Malone, maybe the Kennedys that we had on there. No, they said, these three people, you had Eugen Matesius, Maria Marilla, and Rodney Howard Brown. Hey, if if that's the company that's gonna kick get me kicked off Christian TV and radio, Come on. Come on. I'm happy. Yeah. I'll go give my money to the pagans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Come on. See, we are we are, we one of the reasons we have a problem right now, well we've got more than one, <laughs> is because we and I'll get to my message in a minute. <laughs> William Booth said this. The chief danger of the 21st century will not it will be religion without the Holy Spirit, Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, heaven without hell and I 'm going to add one and politics without fathers the Bible, Bible has a lot to say about fathers several years ago, I was going to speak at a youth camp and I, I, I'm driving up to, uh, uh, to, to the Central Coast. Mark, you know where the Central Coast is. And I pull, I, I, I'm speeding, I'm speeding. Because I'm not under law. <laughs> Come on, that was funny, it's a joke. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm speeding to get to this meeting. I'm running late and I pull off the freeway and there is a policeman right there and he pulls me over. Yeah. Yeah. He says, can I have your license? I said, sure, officer. Was there a problem? How you know, when you ask a dumb question, you're going to get a dumb answer? Yeah, yeah. So true. True. And he says to me, Pat, why are you speeding? Yeah. Now, my real name is Pasquale. And I thought, this guy knows who I am. Yeah. He's been to our rallies, he's been to our meetings, he's been to our gatherings, and praise the Lord, i got a Christian cop. Yeah. He's going to let me off. He says, just wait there. He comes back and he hands me the fine. I I said, I was speeding. I was going to get to church. He said, I'm handing you this fine because I hold you to a higher standard, pastor. And I want to say this. God holds fathers to a higher standard. Now, listen to me very carefully. Because my message today isn't just about fathering. Because fathering is more than just being a sperm donor. Am I allowed to say that here or not? If I say anything wrong, just, just fix it up next week. Fathering is responsibility. Fathering is doing it the Bible way. We got a generation of people that go, you know what? I, I, I just I was never raised. I don't know. My father didn't take me to the zoo. Your house was animal planet. Did you still love me? Just give me a wave. I feel you. Fathering is more than that. Fathering is about giving birth to something. And today's message, see, I love being a dad spiritually in every other way. I love the old fashioned fathers. The ones that couldn't get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we show the video? Can, not the video? Can we See this? This is what this generation has to put up with. If that's what Calvin Klein underwear does, I ain't buying it no more. Okay, right. you, you, you give me a way if, if you understand that. Yeah. This is what our kids, and by the way, the female there is not actually a female. See, our generation, if you wanna be an extremist, let's on the next slide. You wanna be an extremist, you wanna be a radical, here's what you gotta do. This is how you be an extremist. Go to church, start a family, build a community and be a Christian. You're on the outer. You do that, you do that, you do that. Listen to me, I, I, I'll get to my Bible verse. You do that. See, they have vilified fathering. They make fun of fathers. Show me hardly any television program will ever depict a father in a good light. You're either an adulterer, drunkard, a lost slob, a beater up of women. Come on. And worse, here's the worst one. You could be an evangelical Christian father. You are bad. It's almost like fathering is an endangered species. Give me a way if you understand what I'm picking up, what I'm putting down here. And what we need to understand is that the Bible has some things to say. In Malachi, turn with me in Malachi, I'll I'll read it for you. This is the final verse of the Old Testament. And God says in Malachi, turn there with me. It's a final verse of the Old Testament. It says, verse five, Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a, with a curse. And then God is silent, Mark, for 400 years. I believe, there can, I believe the pendulum has flung so far left And God's about to swing it to the right. And here's what I believe is gonna happen. God is gonna restore and revive the fatherlessness. Come on, talk to me, somebody. You see, right now, right now, right now what we got in your country, in my country, in the political arena, we don't have fathers, we got sugar daddies. They can't even ride a bike. Don't worry about it if you missed it. Sugar daddies. That are willing, they will pay you for you to love them. They will sell out women on the altar of transgenderism for money. For money. They'll sell out your bodily autonomy for money, and and these, by the way, this is not new. Demons, demonic entities, do not change. This, I'm going to show you this morning. This whole, you know, attack on women and violation of women, and you know, the, the LGBT, you know, transgender mob trying to, you know, d- d- get involved with, you know, with women. That goes back to Genesis. I will. <laughs> and, and by the way, by the way, I, I look. Um, I, I, I come bringing a gift. How many of you like free stuff? Okay, look, I've got a series called God, Money and You, which when we do our secular conferences, it's amazing how much people will pay to hear what the Bible says about money. My series was endorsed by Dr. John Avanzini. I'm going to gift that to everyone that wants it. They're going to put a little thing up here. I don't know what it what is one of those scanner things. Yeah, if you QR code that, you don't like free stuff? Obviously, you're not Christians. Christians love free stuff. You get the free download and once I release the book, I'll send you the book as well. Is that okay? Right. So you get free stuff and it tells you what to do. Uh, if you can't, if you're scared about the QR thing, just mcd.com uh, something. It's on there. Just follow it. Inbox me. Anyway. Right now, our culture is suffering. There's a slide I wanna show you. And it's, how many of you remember Andy Griffin? In one of the scenes, let's have a look at this. When a hobo told Andy, he should just let Opie decide for himself how he wanted to live. Andy had these words of wisdom. No, I'm afraid it don't work that way. You can't let a young'un decide for himself. He'll grab at the first flashy thing with the shiny ribbons on it. Then he finds out there's a hook in it and it's too late. Right. Wrong ideas come packaged with so much glitter that it has to convince them that, they're, they're, that other things might be better in the long run. All a parent can do is say, wait, trust me and keep temptation away. Wow. Somehow we have lost that. Come on, can I get an amen? See, the Father heart of God, the Father heart of God says, wait, there is no such a thing as unanswered prayer. Right. Yeah. How many of you have ever prayed for something and then you thank God, God never gave it to you? Yeah. I remember when I was a teenager and I got saved and there was this young girl in church, she was so pretty and I prayed to God that God would let me marry her. Have, you should see her lately. God delivered me with his mighty hand. I can't, I, I can't believe you said that in church. The Bible says, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4.15, let me read this to you. 1 Corinthians 4.15. How, how many of you like enjoying church? Give me a wave if you like enjoying church. <laughs> listen to this. Paul says, I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. Wow. Yeah. Listen to me, I'm about, if I, if I drop a truth bomb, can you give me the word boom? Yeah. Yeah. Correction is not necessarily disapproval. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I warn you, though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. Right. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you. See, let, let me break this down for you because I want to get to the main points. One translation says, you've got 10,000 teachers, but not many fathers. In other words, you've got 10,000 people that can distribute information. Right. Yeah. The problem with many pulpits today, and again, I love the church. I've given my life for the church. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a wave if you get it. Yeah. Yeah. Two thirds of the scripture in the New Testament is about correcting what was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Dazzy, are you with me? Give me a wave. Don't be so worried about winning a, 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 you know, a, a approval in the home that you're scared to correct right. or warn. Come on, come on, help me out. Yeah. Don't do this. Go and talk to your mother. Right. No. Yeah. That's, good. That's called abdication of responsibility. God, God holds fathers to a higher. Yeah. Come on, on stand it. He says you've got many, one translation says you have many conductors. You got a lot of people out there, come on, conductors. They wanna stand there, conduct the music, but turn their back on the crowd. Wow. How many of you picking up what I'm putting down here? Then it's one, another translation says you've got many guardians. You can be a guardian, but not necessarily a father. You can actually be a guardian of a child. Then he says, There are many coaches. Another translation. Another one says, Watch this. And and this one, you have many instructors. Instructors are clever. Come on. They're not fathers. Fathering is about birthing something. Can I get a yes or a yes here? And see, the old fashioned fathers, the dinosaurs like me and yeah, again, and Samuel. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get pregnant. You're right. yeah. 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 That's a word. Yeah. And why do they all want to be a woman? Yeah. 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 They want to compete in women's sport. I don't see any on the other side saying, I want to fight Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a wave. I did not see them say, I want to get in the UFC ring with Brock Lesnar. I mean, these are the old ones. I don't remember the new ones. You see, culture wants to cancel fathers, misrepresent fathers, mock fathers. One church, mega church in Sydney that shall remain nameless. But boy, I want to go there. Not time and place yet. You give people enough rope, Biblically illiterate people generally choke on it. A hundred Christians are slaughtered in Nigeria, not a word is said. But on the occasion of George Floyd's death, they pay homage to George. What happened to George was wrong. What happened to George was evil. What happened to George was disgusting. But you've got people in there that are losing jobs. You've got governments knocking on pregnant women's doors, throwing them on the floor shooting grandmothers with rubber bullets, tanks rolling down the street, and you are silent? You're not a father. Give me a wave, come on, give me a wave You understand that. Come on, every dad, every dad, every dad in this room, you know that a father is called to protect. I'm gonna show you that. Number two, every dad in this room, you know that fathering is painful. That's why Paul says, there's not many fathers among you. Sugar daddy's got no pain. Conductor's got no pain. Midwife's got no pain. Fathers are not cheerleaders. You're amazing. You're so great. You just said, you shut the gate. (laughs) When I grew up, when I grew, yeah, thanks, I know. Uh, but, but, uh, when I was growing up at school, and you entered a competition, let's say you had a hundred-meter race, you got first, second, and third. Everybody else sucked. Now, 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 you got. Oh my gosh, you came four hundred and fiftieth. Here's a participation certificate. What is this? I went, I went to, my, my, my daughter, they just moved to Scottsdale. I went to watch my grandson play soccer. And, and, and my daughter says, Dad, it's a little different now. I said, what? They, they got a score. One of the two win. She says, well, it's different now. How different? Why? how could this be different? I, I'm Italian. Nothing changes hey, the Colosseum's the still standing and the Tower of Pisa, it's leaning, but it's still there. We don't change nothing. <laughs> so my, my son, my, my grandson, they're winning nine nil, nine zip. And the coach says to these children, stop scoring, let the other team catch up. I'm out there on the side going, come on, Roscoe, crush him!" I'm a father. Come on, on, give me away. What about the other kids? It's like now what they wanna do, we we don't wanna grade anybody anymore in school because we don't want the kids that don't wanna study, don't wanna achieve, don't wanna succeed. We don't wanna make them feel bad. I'm going to say something about fathers. Give me a boom if I give you a truth bomb. Real fathers and real mums are more interested in your instruction, direction and your future than your feelings. Point number one. I told you I'd get there eventually. Point number one. (laughs) Fathering is responsibility and fathering, watch this, fathering is painful. Would you agree with me? Fathers set boundaries. I think I've lost it. I've lost my boom. You're all thinking, I'm going. I've got to get to lunch. Can you hurry up? The Bible says Hebrews twelve seven. What son is not disciplined? Proverbs three eleven and twelve. Do not despise the Lord's discipline. Fathers, listen. A fathering heart. And again. Listen to me. You might be sitting there going, well, I'm a teenager. I'm not a father yet. Listen to me, son. I'm going to tell you something. Eventually, you're going to be a dad or a husband. You want to learn to be a good dad? Learn to be a good son. Well, that went down well. How many of you dads get that? Give me a wave. Come Come on. You want to learn to be a good wife? Learn to be a good daughter. That's your training Joseph's training ground for the palace was in his father's house, was in Potiphar's home, was in the prison cell. All of this is training ground for your future. But when we've got a culture that is so whitewashed, wimpy, and these kids are crying for moral absolutes, and the best we give them is, just, just you hurt someone's feelings. I'm going to give you a revelation from the book of Revelation. When Christ comes to judge, and He is, don't ever forget that. When you read the book of Revelation, He has a breastplate around His heart. It is no longer time for emotion. Listen to me for what I'm about to tell you. When God shut the door of the ark, he didn't leave it to Noah's emotional response. God shut the door, not Noah. You can see, yeah, one boom, one boom, and four wows. Good. In the Garden of Eden, in the listen to me, because next week you got your miracle offering, uh, rising, whatever it's called. Yeah, you know, nation, whatever. You know, we're, we're collecting money to build a kingdom. God in the in the garden there was there was these trees and God said you can that's why you need this series God money and you by the way because I teach on that biblical prosperity biblical prospering biblical investing all of it it's all in there and the holy tithe belongs to the house of God you cannot you cannot people say I want to allocate my tithe you can't allocate what God already allocated God said my house my house now Adam and Eve God says, you can eat any tree in the garden except one. God will always keep something for Himself. God does not give you everything, that is error. God keeps something to Himself to test you to see if you will allow God to still be King. They got nine trees in the garden. I'm assuming there was nine. So, or 10 actually. There may not be 10. How many of you still with me, give me a wave? God says you can eat any tree except one. They want the one. Adam blamed Eve. Eve blamed the serpent. The serpent didn't have a leg to stand on. And God said, and listen, whenever you take from God what belongs to Him, He'll always take something from you that He gives you. You want my tree? Get out of my garden. Saul, Saul, you want the anointing of Samuel? I'm gonna take back my kingdom. Because fathers understand boundaries and fathering is is painful. Secondly, fathering protects. Can you give me a yes or a yes? Yes. See, right now, our women are not protected. Our women are not. It is unfair what is happening in our world. And this is not the first time. In Genesis 19, turn there with me quick. I've got to, hurry. I've got to speak fast, man. Genesis 19, we've got the story of Lot. Now, lots, lot's of piece of work. Him and his wife. Watch this. Genesis 19, verse 6. Actually, verse 5. These LGTB people come to the door and they say, Read it. I didn't say, well, okay, I'll call it Sodomites. Okay, let's read what it is. They came in their their drag. That's in the Hebrew. And they called out to Lot and said, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. In other words, we want to know these men. We want, we, we want to have sex with these men. They were angelic beings. What's what Lot does. Please, my brethren, number one, what the heck are you doing calling these people brethren? Right. Right. Yep. Sodom got into Lot. Lot was not in Sodom. How wow. yes. many if you picking up what I'm putting down here. The culture got inside of him you got worship leaders in Australia with transgender pronouns. It wasn't until I made a fuss over it that they, that they stopped it. you got leaders, Pentecostal leaders. The generals went, went walkabout. God, have a look at the sons they've raised. Please, my brethren, don't do this wicked thing. See now I have two daughters that have not known a man. Please, let me bring them out to you and you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men. What kind of a father offers up the innocence of his two teenage daughters to perverts? I'll tell you the type. The type that called the world Brethren. The type that can't ride bikes. (laughs) Can't read off a teleprompter. My ones no better, the new one we got. They said, Pat, we got rid of the Pentecostal one. I said, he confused me. This devil, I know what I'm dealing with. How many of you get confused? Give me a wait. Yeah, I get, you're supposed to be a Christian Pentecostal leader and you throw the church under the bus. You don't stand for anything. And, and then and then the last, after he, gets, he loses his election, he turns up to church and reads the scripture. How about you read the scripture before then where it says, without this, you can't buy, sell, trade or eat. You should have read that bit first. Yeah, exactly. Because at the time when he should have been a father, right. he was a soul hiding in a campsite. Oh, come on. Is this helping anybody? So a little, I, I've got to ask, a little while later, Lot and his daughters are out there and they've escaped. The brothers are dead. The mother's turned into a pillar of salt. I could preach on that because God said, remember Lot's wife and there's a reason why she looked back. Yeah. You know why she looked back? Because her boys were still around. The boys never left. Right. Emotional connection over biblical obedience. Thank you. i could preach on that one. That's a Mother's Day message. And the daughters go, you know what? There's no men. Let's get our dad drunk and let's have him get us pregnant. What kind of a father? What made these girls do that? Well, when your father's willing to give you up to perversion people, how else are you gonna view yourself? You're not gonna view yourself as a princess. You see, fathers are meant to protect. Listen, we are meant, and hear me, are you still with me? Give me an almighty Yet, yeah. We are called, listen, we are called to protect our wives and our daughters and instruct our sons. You, you, your son should learn, sir, how to treat his Future wives by how you treat yours. Dr. Phil one day is in the car and his son's loud mouthing his wife. Dr. Phil turns around and says, Do not speak to my wife like that. Ooh, I like that. Not your mom. Two times in the Bible when they when they allowed this kind of perversion against women, the second one was David. King David could kill a giant. Kill David, King David could write the most incredible songs. King David was called a man after God's heart. But King David couldn't protect his daughter. So one of his sons, his stepson, Amon, lusts after his sister. The Bible says he lusted after her so much that it made him sick. So then he devises a plot with one of his friends. They bring her in. David actually commands the daughter to go in and cook some food for the brother. He goes, he grabs her and she's pleading with him. Don't do this, this is wrong. I'll be ashamed. No one will want me. You can marry me. And make, in, that, in those days, you can marry me and make this legal. So he rapes her. And then the Bible says that he loathed her. Because let me tell you something. The pods of pigs always eventually make you sick. Throws him out. Absalom is so mad. Bible says he spoke neither good nor bad to his brother, but he, but he, but he dealt with it. The, are you still with me? Yeah. David gets angry and he does nothing. I can kill a giant. I can, I can turn a nation back to God, but I can't protect the most vulnerable. Our children, listen to me, I'm pleading you. I'm not saying I'm a prophet, but by golly, I can tell sometimes when i got a prophetic word. Fathering is gonna restore this country and our church is back. You see, you see, Let me. that's what we need. That's what we need. Number one, come on, I gotta hustle, I gotta hustle. Number one. Fathering, fathering is painful. Number two, fathering protects. Number three, fathering is responsibility. And number four, fathering has emotional buy-in. Robots don't make good dads. Matter of fact, robots don't make good anything. (laughs) Male or female. Don't look at me like that. You're looking at me like a a raccoon about to get hit by a truck at midnight. I'm Italian, I cry at the opening of a supermarket. (laughs) Especially if there's a delicatessen there. For many years, and Mark will tell you, I was a traveling evangelist. Went through some challenges, God restored us back. But I was away from my children, sometimes two-thirds of the year. One night, my daughter Chantelle has this asthma attack, and she's about five or six. And I was in the middle of nowhere with uh, Winky Prattney and a few others. And and um, you know, her mom calls me. She says, "It's just, Daddy, I can't, I can't breathe. Come home." I said, "Chantelle, I can't come home. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I can't get a plane." I said, "But I'm here." She says, "I know. When are you coming home?" I said, not for a while. We have to do some of God's work. But in the morning, you're gonna be okay. Years later, she grows up and she's about to go on a date with a particular pastor's son, who you will know. (laughs) And I said, Chantel, I need you home at 11 p.m. after youth. Yet at 11.15, she's not home. 11.30, she's not home. Now I'm planning a life and death situation. (laughs) I call her phone, her phone's dead. I call the pastor's son's phone, his phone's dead, which to me was a prophetic release to predict his future. (laughs) She gets home at about 1am in the morning and, 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 and I said, she tell, where were you? Oh, Dad, we were out there, on, you know, and our, our battery were dead. We went to youth and this and that. And, and I said, where's, and I mentioned, she says, well, his, his phone was dead too. So I called his phone. His phone's dead. So I called his dad and said, hey, I need you to check your son's phone. Is the phone dead? Because if it's not, <laughs> he says, his phone's dead too. I said, praise the Lord. Amen. Shinjo goes, Dad, you know, Dad is not there. You don't trust me. You don't trust me. I said, Shinjo, sit down. If I had a million dollars in a bag and I left it out there in, in the curb, what would you think of me? She says, oh, you wouldn't do that. I said, work with the story. You don't trust me. I said, this is not about me, young lady. This is about you. She said, well, I would think you're an emotionally irresponsible. If you did that, you would be an irresponsible man who didn't care. I said, well, you're worth more than a million dollars to me. And I had no idea where you were. And I was scared. When you get older, you're going to get it. On her wedding day, you know what story she told? That one. Fathers are meant to protect. Fathers have emotional bind. In the story of the prodigal son, the son says, give me what's mine. I'm out of here. Fathers will let you run. But when you come to your senses, the furthest distance in the Bible is the young man coming back to himself. He's eating pig's food. This is a Jewish boy eating, i got to hustle, eating the food out of pigs. This is one of the parables that got Jesus killed. And then Jesus takes it further and offends the Jewish establishment even more. The young man comes to his senses. The Bible says that the father sees him from afar off. You see, fathers and mums and people that love Jesus, we're always on the lookout for the prodigal to come home. Is it today? Is it today? Is it today? And when he sees, watch this, and when he sees him afar off, he has to gather his, his dress, whatever it is, robe, that's it, dress, sexist. He gathers his robe and does the unthinkable. He runs. Jewish men never ran. It was beyond their dignity. Watch this. And he hugs him. At 40 years of age, I still hug and kiss my father. That's because you're Italian. No, it's called honour. I had to tell my dad once Dad I love you I honor you but I just don't want to ever be like you you're a drunkard but I still honor you yeah. my dad one night went to visit my mum he was so drunk he spat me in the face it was 45 years of age I was wiped the spit off I said you're not having a good day today are you dad <laughs> closed the door next day I called the house my mum you know is there and He yells out, tell him I can't remember what I did. (laughs) When's the last time you hugged and kissed your son? That's not the way to raise a man. Not doing it is a way to raise a juvenile delinquent. (laughs) An article, uh, I'll finish up. An article just came out in, in in the television networks who were driven by the lefties anyway that spanking a child can cause mental illness. Obviously, they knew more than what God does. So I responded to this article. I'm going to deal with it. This this Tuesday, I'm going to deal with three things on one of my rants. If you want to join us on Facebook or Instagram, well, Instagram, you know, they shadow ban me, but, you know, (laughs) must have done something right. Right. I'm going to speak about the whole transgender thing. I'm going to speak about the, the killing of hundreds of Christians in Nigeria. I'm going to raise this issue as well. I'm really going to set the cat among the pigeons. The yeah. Bible says, spare the rod, spoil the child. doesn't mean you beat them. It means you discipline. There, wrong is wrong, even if everybody is doing it. And right is right, even if no one is doing it. So the Father, watch this. The father, the father runs and this is what he does. He says, go and get the robe. This guy's just been feeding pigs, Mark. He didn't say, now you go and bathe and have a shower and come back here. We need to talk. Go and get a robe and put it on this stinking. And go and get him a ring. The seal of the family. And go and get the fattened calf, this irritated the brother. Listen to me, I'm about to give you a truth bomb. When it comes to restoring, fathers restore. Never allow brothers to restore. Joseph's brothers had no capacity and neither did this guy. Oh God, I just gave you a great truth. Give me, give me a wave if you're getting it. You've got to go up. You don't go here. You don't even go here. Go and get the fattened calf. You see, a real father has emotional buy-in. And that appeals to all of us, young men, older men, teenagers, sons, mums. Fathers are willing to sacrifice to bring restoration. They're willing to sacrifice unlike our political leaders who want to sacrifice the children because they're sugar daddies in father's garb. And the last thing, fathers leave a legacy. Can I have the musicians come up? I'll get to the story in a second. I'm sorry, I've I've gone six minutes over time. Forgive me, Jesus. Do I have forgiveness for that? Pastor? How do you measure Legacy. how many of you want to know how you measure legacy give me a wave spiritual, emotional, everything else watch this by the measure by which others measure themselves by when that policeman gave me that fine I was happy because he held me to a higher level A few months ago, my grandson, Maxwell's at the house and, and my daughter, Rebecca says, Maxwell, give nono, which is the Italian term for grandfather, give nono a kiss. And, and I went, Rebecca, just leave him alone. He's not that way inclined. She says, dad, stop it. It never hurt me when you told me to do that. Yeah. That's the measure. Give me a wave you get it. Yeah. The measure. How do I treat Mama Mother's Day? That's the measure. How do I treat my sister? I said to my my grandson, Maxwell, he was having a fight with his sister. He said, you know, I just want to punch you in the face. I said, not in our family, son. We protect our girls. Give me a wave. You see, the pendulum is swinging. It has gone so far left, it is about to swing back. One day, one of my friends, his son was killed by one of his best friends in a drunken car accident. The young man was charged and was about to go to prison, but he wanted to go, he was charged and there was a court case going on and he was about, he was definitely drunk, definitely committed the crime. But he wants to go to his best friend, because it was his best friend's funeral. So he goes to the funeral and the preacher sees him coming the young man, so distraught at what he'd done, was so broken-hearted, and the preacher, in the middle of the meeting, says, "The accused is in our midst." And as they walked past the coffin, the young man began to sob, and he began to sob, and he begins, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." And the father of this boy, pastor friend of mine, leans over the coffin. And says, I forgive you. It's okay. I know you loved him. And the preacher said this the accused is in our midst, but today the loving arms of a father reached over the power of sin and death and brought restoration. You see, God is a father. You see, God is a father. In the great movie, Dr. Shivago. In the great movie, Dr. Zhivago, which is about the Russian Revolution, there's a very moving, very moving scene. And if you've not seen it, I want to encourage you to watch it. And young Tanya is lost and she's frantic. I wanted to play this scene, but it would have taken up too much time. Comrade General is talking with Tanya about a traumatic experience in her childhood. And he asks her, Tanya, how did you come to be lost? She replies, well, I was just lost. But he perseveres and asks her again, no, no, how did you come to be lost? Tanya doesn't wanna say, but finally gives another cursory explanation. I was just lost. My father and I were running through the city and it was on fire. The revolution had come and we were trying to escape and I was lost. The comrade general said to her, no, 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 no. How did you come to be lost? She didn't wanna say it, but finally blurted out, we were running through the city and my father let go of my hand and I got lost. He let go of my hand. The Comrade-General said, this is what I have been trying to tell you, Tanya. Komarov was not your real father. Zhivago was your real father. And I can promise you, Tanya, that if Shivago had have been there your real father he would never have let go of your hand real fathers don't let go of a nation's hand of the children's hand of their sons' hand every head bow every eye closed if you've never given your life to jesus or you once knew the lord and you've gone away from him Maybe you're unsure of your spiritual condition. Today is the day to come back to the Lord. This Father's Day, you can meet the Father. I know one thing. Without Jesus, I would have been a lousy father. Every head bow, every eye closed. The Father sent His Son. There is, you, you can never unsun yourself from God. You can never undaughter yourself. If you've never given your life to Christ, or today you want to come back to the Father, or you're unsure of your spiritual condition, I'm going to pray a closing prayer. And if you want to be included in this prayer, you say, Pat, I want heaven, not hell. I want life, not death. God doesn't send anyone to hell. He's done everything He can to get us to heaven. We do it ourselves. If you say, Pat, I want to have peace with God, peace with my Father in heaven, whether you're a mother, whether you're a father, whether you're a teenager right now, you say, I want heaven, I want hell. I want life, I want death. If you want me to include you in this prayer, would you raise your hand up high enough and long enough for me to see? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Raise it up high enough and long enough for me to see. God bless you over there, young man. Raise it up. God bless you over there. Quickly raise that hand. You say, Pat, I'm unsure of my spiritual condition. Raise that hand. We want to pray for you this morning. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you over there. Quickly raise it. Quickly raise it, folks. This is your moment. God is knocking at the door. God bless you over there. Can we all stand and say this prayer out loud? Come on, let's all stand. Those of you that raise your hands, someone from church is gonna come and give you a Bible and encourage you to grow. But I want everyone to pray this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to You right now in the name of Jesus. And I ask You, Lord, to forgive me of my sins and to make me Your child. I thank You, Father, that You sacrificed Your Son to restore my soul. I receive You now as my Lord and Saviour. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, give a Lord a hand. Wow,
0: what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com